When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Quick take, Stephen A., New England, has a new guy in charge. Adam Schefter reports that Patriots are hiring linebacker coach Gerard Mayo as their new head coach. Mayo, of course, has spent his entire professional football career in New England and is now the youngest NFL head coach. Huge congrats to him. S.A., your thoughts on this move? It happened very quickly. I'm incredibly excited. I'm incredibly happy for him. Um, Obviously, there was a succession plan in place since last season, which is why the uh, the Patriots were able to bypass the NFL's hiring process because they had notified the NFL of what they were intending to do. So major props to Bill Belichick, major props to Robert Kraft uh, for for making this happen because it doesn't happen without Bill Belichick, the now former coach of the New England Patriots. Let's just give credit where credit is due. Uh, But Mayo, a seven-time captain on a team for seven consecutive years, a former defensive uh, rookie of the year, a former, you know, all pro as well. Um, You look at his credentials and what he brings to the table and the fact that he's been entrenched and ingratiated himself within that organization. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm really, really happy for him. All right, let's keep it going here, guys. Uh, Wild card weekend. The Eagles are on a major skid of late, dropping five of their last six. One contributing factor is Jalen Hurts' health. Hurts dealing with a bad finger, bad timing as the team heads to Tampa for a wild card game against Baker Mayfield in the Bucks. Here's Jalen on that finger. Obviously, uh, leaving that game um, and attempting to go back in that game probably wasn't physically the best idea. Um, not having much control over the things that I wanted to do. But um, time time will tell with that, and I can assure you everything's progressing in the right way. S.A., how concerned are you that Philly's championship window's closing? I'm very concerned, me personally. And when I say championship window closing, I'm just talking about this season right now. In fact, they're going home very, very early, and that change could be in the making. When I look at Jalen Hurts, right now you've got that finger injury. That's what you told everybody yesterday. Okay, we got that part, but let's pay attention to this one. The man has thrown eight interceptions this season when blitzed. Who blitzes more than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Maybe about two other teams, and that's about it because they're third in the, in the NFL in terms of the amount of blitzes they throw in your direction. And that's just on the defense, that's just on the offensive side of the ball if you're the Philadelphia Eagles having to contend with Todd Bowles who comes off the bus blitzing after quarterbacks, okay? But then on the defensive side of the ball, 30th in NFL scoring defense, 31st in pass defense allowed. Allowed the second most TD passes with 35 this season. Only the Washington Commanders are worse. Only they allowed more. There's a reason they're home. I'm thinking about it from this perspective and we have to take a moment to be fair, no, Baker Mayfield is some, not some lights-out quarterback like the young studs we were talking about or some of the older dudes. But he's done a decent job this year. Yep. I don't think mm-hmm. anybody could deny that. He's got a team to the playoffs as a starting quarterback for the second time in his career. Let's give him credit where credit is due. This game is going to be in Tampa. It's not in Philly. It's against the poorest pass defense, obviously. And our offensively, you've got a quarterback who doesn't look like he looked last year, especially when you blitz him, which is Tampa's special. I don't think 
it spells well for Sirianni and the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think that not only could they lose, but they can end up looking for a new head coach because if I got an opportunity to get Bill Belichick, don't who, start knows? That. Yeah. who knows? Don't. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, Stephen A., here's you the thing. You can't dismiss that, it, RC. It, it, you can do it, that, but you can't dismiss it. Well, well, Stephen A., and to your point, if you're talking about the championship window for Sirianni being closed, then I, I'm with you. I would be very concerned. But the championship window for this Eagles team is not concerning. I mean, Jalen Hurts is around. To quote Joe Burrow, the window is going to be as long <laughs> as his career. Like, Jalen Hurts is that dude. Even in a down season, going into a playoffs where you've lost five of the last six games, you're still talking about a player that accounted for 38 total touchdowns this season. You still have the best offensive line in football based on run block win rate and pass block win rate. So uh, the Philadelphia Eagles have a lot of the key ingredients that it takes in order to have sustained success. I think one of the things that we understate about their season is the brain drain that happened this past offseason. Remember, losing offensive coordinator Shane Steichen yep. to the Indianapolis Colts. Look at what that offense did with Gardner Minshew. And then losing Jonathan Gannon to the Arizona Cardinals. Look at what that defense and that team was able to do once Kyler Murray came back. I think those are two key pieces that they haven't been able to replace. And Nick Sariotti has struggled to find his footing as a coach without his two lieutenants. So I think that's the biggest thing that has undermined the season for the Eagles in terms of competing at a championship level. Yeah, the, the Eagles tend to be at the house, for sure. But Nick Sirianni shouldn't be fired. You shouldn't go chase Bill Belichick. We have to remember, two years ago, this was the team that made it to the wild card round in Jalen Hurts' first year starting, and they couldn't find a way to create passing offense once they got down to Tampa Bay. Last year, this team went to the Super Bowl, and this team was dominant both defensively and offensively. Their quarterback was a top three finisher in the MVP candidacy. And this year, you start 10 and 1. And I think Chris is right in this sense. When you think about Shane Steichen, let's call him what he is. He's an absolute coaching superstar. The Indianapolis Colts aren't home because Shane Steichen can't coach. It's because Gardner Minshew is the quarterback throwing the football to Tyler Goodson, who only had nine targets the entire season, and they can't complete a pass on a play that was perfectly called. Right. Jonathan Gannon, who was the defensive coordinator, found a way to get the Arizona Cardinals to be a different team physically. Now, let's think about the defense of the Philadelphia Eagles this year. Are they different physically? Yeah. Do they show the physicality you're supposed to show? No. Right? Do they show the effort you're supposed to show? No. Do they mm. tackle like good football teams tackle defensively? No. You try to switch to Matt Patricia, and that doesn't change. It got worse. Now, it got worse. <laughs> and now, let me say this as well. It did. We gave Howie Roseman so much credit for taking Jalen Carter when he did, for going out and trying to add pieces. Let's be real. Them pieces ain't, the, the, like he said earlier in the break, the math ain't mathing. Kevin Byard isn't what he was in his prime in Tennessee, right? When you talk about Shaq Leonard, he's not what he was before the back surgeries. N'Kobe Dean gets injured early on. Jalen Carter hasn't played down the stretch as he played earlier. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who was let go to Detroit, Reed Blankenship, hasn't been the replacement that you needed him to be. Darius Slay is injured. James Bradbury not playing at a high level. Vontae Maddox. There's so much that's going on with this team that Nick Sirianni was bound to be in this position. It's about what they do this offseason. Can they replace 
the brain drain we heard from Chris Canty? And can you find some players to well, make plays? That sounds, hold, 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 hold on, see, see, see. That sounds very beautiful, very eloquent. This is why, you know, you know, you, we, we pivot we pivot all the time to the pivot. I mean, it's just, just, just beautiful Bro, soliloquy. You're the most, just beautiful you're the most complimenting yeah. before yeah. you take yeah. shots person I've ever met. Let me say this. He builds you up and then he just breaks you down. May I speak? May I speak? May I speak, please? I'm saying, R.C., listen to what you're saying. You're talking about staying, you know, Steichen. You're talking about, you're, you're talking about, again, I'm looking at these cats. What you're telling me is that Sirianni, my Lord, you lose your coordinators, you fall off the cliff. You 10 and 1 and all of a sudden we don't recognize you for the last six games of the season. I am in no way advocating that the head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles should be fired. I understand everything that you said. And we know that there's a lot of changes that has taken place. What I'm saying is, you have somebody who is universally recognized as the greatest coach of this generation, yep. if not ever, who is available. There's a difference between being fired and somebody saying, excuse me, that dude is available. And oh, by the way, in a Howie Roseman, we see an individual who can pick talent. Hasn't been the greatest offseason this year. We get uh, the greatest year this year. We get that. But his reputation, his resume prior to this has been sublime. And so I'm looking at it from that perspective and I'm saying, wait a minute. I got an opportunity to get this coach, but I don't have to concern myself with decision making in terms of personnel. Man, you better win this game against Tampa. You bet. You better not get blown out. Win this game you against. Not, no, I, no, I, I agree no. with you. I not agree with you. They better not get blown out. They better not get blown out. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin's gonna go <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, crazy. It, it's gonna be a field day. That, that ain't it's gonna right. happen. But but Stephen A. To your point. When you have somebody like Bill Belichick available, that represents a clear and obvious upgrade in a team that is clearly in a championship contending window, you got to shoot your shot. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen. You too, Chris? I'm, I'm with Stephen A. on this one. You can't lose six of the last seven games. You can't lose the opportunity to win your division and host a home playoff game when you lose, I'm sorry, to the Arizona Cardinals at home who walk the dogs on you and then the New York Giants. And, oh, by the way, the part that is the most egregious with losing to the Giants is that you let Jalen Hurts go back in the game after his finger is trying to throw up gang signs because it's all twisted. Even Jalen Hurts said this week when he hadn't thrown a football in Thursday's practice, yeah, it probably wasn't the best idea to go back into that Giants game, a Week 18 game that was meaningless because the Dallas Cowboys were handling their business in Washington. When the player, when your quarterback is questioning a decision that your head coach should be making about who's in the game, then all of a sudden now everything should be on the board in terms of how the Eagles move forward with their head coach. Yeah, I get it, okay? Jalen Hurts' finger looked like Booger McFarlane's finger. Like, we all, <laughs> we all understand that, right? Worse, and Torrey Holt's finger. And, and Jalen Hurts, wanted, he wanted to go back in the game. The, the, I'm sure the trainers cleared him to go back into the game, and we found out that wasn't a good decision. I am tired of y'all acting like Bill Belichick is now at this part of his life and at this part of his career, the bell of the ball, right? Remember, even when Tom Brady hit these streets, we thought these streets would be hotter for him. And he even said, wait, you going to keep that dude over me? And we have to remember, three of the last four seasons, Bill Belichick hasn't been a Bill Belichick hasn't coached a successful team. And you remember, you remember when Mac Jones skipped up to the stage, right? Yeah, Mac remember, Jones yeah. was skipping and he was fired up, and we was all talking about this is the perfect New England Patriots quarterback. 
This is a great pick for Bill Belichick. They're going to get the next Tom Brady. I don't know if we just all thought that because he was bad bodied like Brady was in the sixth round. Well, he was was, was a national champion. He played well. He was a national champion. Great. But we said all that. And what happened? the rest of the way down the road for Mac Jones. Mac Jones is now a backup. Mac Jones hasn't been to the playoffs in the last two years. And so we're looking at all these pieces of Bill Belichick. It's going to be questioned, was it Tom Brady or was it Bill Belichick? Does Bill Belichick need a Tom Brady for the Patriot way to work? Because it ain't worked nowhere else with no one else. And so I don't just think people are going to be ready to just kick their spouses out of bed if she still, if, if they still cooking together, right? If one of them still working hard, if the other one's still showing love, you ain't gonna be ready to do that for Bill Belichick like you're getting an immediate upgrade. Bill Belichick better go to Los Angeles and be with Justin Herbert and upgrade that defense, and nobody uh, better fire that's a Jim coach Harbaugh. that's a good coach that could be there. I'm that's where saying. Jim Harbaugh needs to go. Chargers. Jim Harbaugh, he leaving Michigan. I know I that. Say the word yeah. on the street is that the Raiders' job is. Hell with the Raiders. He need okay. to go to the Chargers. Okay. They need him in Los Angeles. They don't need Bill Belichick in the second largest market. Hello. Nowhere. This guy. Don't yeah. anything it's to say. A, it's, it's Bill Belichick. No, you don't need that. Yeah. And you know what? Bill was like that, that when they first hired him. Yeah. Championships turned Bill into a, into a curmudgeon. That's he right. He was awesome when he first Yeah, but what out. do you want? Entertaining press conferences or rings? I want rings. I want rings. You want, people you want both in L.A. You want both in L.A. Oh, okay, Hollywood. Write your script. I got to go I would know. I would know. Oh, my gosh. We know. Oh, my God. We know. That's why you ain't never in studio now. You're a surveillance (laughs) expert on General Hospital. (laughs) Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. In Nevada, there he is, my guy, Joe Fortenbaugh. Hi, Joe. 
Molly, it's a pleasure to be with you, but I gotta be honest, as much as I love coming on the show every week, I'm back in Vegas, I'm at the M, there's a dice table right over there and I'm feeling dangerous, so we're gonna need to make this quick today. Oh, Okay, wow. excuse me, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, you are. Okay, okay, let your hair down, Joe. You get after it, it's Friday. All right, let's get into it. We start with America's team. The Cowboys, who host first-year starter Jordan Love and the Packers, what's the play here? I'm going to make a first half wager here. It's going to be Dallas minus the four and a half in the first half, which means the second half of this game doesn't matter for this bet. I like the Cowboys to jump all over Green Bay here. Young team, inexperienced team, on the road, 21st in first half scoring this season. Meanwhile, Dallas, no one's better in the first half than they are. First in the NFL in first half scoring, 22 points per game in the first half when playing at home. I like the Cowboys to jump up on the Packers early. That's why we're going to play them in the first half. I completely agree with him right now. I think the Cowboys are going to jump all over Green Bay's defense. They can't stop a cold. They're going to have a field day, and it's going to be early, early. All right, switching over to the AFC, we got the Dolphins traveling to Arrowhead to face Mahomes and the Chiefs, and it's going to be a cold one. What's the best bet here, Joe? Let's lean into that weather a little bit and play under in this matchup, which is right around 44 and a half at the moment. I think the weather is going to hurt the offenses. I have a lot more than it hurts the defenses. Let's start with Miami's offense. Big games this year, they haven't shown up. They're averaging about 20 points per game in those big showdowns. And late in the season here from week 13 on, the offense has kind of gone into a bit of a shell. Now here comes Kansas City. They're going to have a lot of crowd noise at their disposal. But on offense, this is not the team we remember from last year or three years ago. They struggle to throw the ball. They struggle with big plays. I don't see him hanging a huge number in this game. We're going to play under the 44 and a half in this matchup. I agree with you because, uh, you know what, I can't trust the receivers in Kansas City to catch the ball, and I can't trust Miami on the road, especially in minus four degree weather. I totally agree with you here as well. Staying in the AFC, we got the Bills hosting Stephen A. Steelers. What are we doing here? I feel like he's buttering me up today. Last week, very feisty. Today, a lot of agreement. A lot of mm, agreement. Always dangerous. A. Suspicious. Uh, is, <laughs> always, just I feel like a rat walking right into a trap. Mm. Uh, I would play the under in the matchup between Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Not the best play of the week, but given the weather forecast and what we've seen from Pittsburgh's offense, I'm not expecting a lot there. Mason Rudolph has been good, but look at the competition he's played. At some point, the bottom's going to fall out there. And I think if you're Mike Tomlin, you want to run the ball in this game. You want to grind the clock. You want to slow it down like Michigan did against Washington in the national championship game. Buffalo's offense, for as highly touted as they are, since the bye week has struggled. Allen's completing fewer than 60% of his passes in that stretch. With the weather included, I'd play under the 36 and a half that we're looking at right now. You know what? I'm going to disagree with you here. I'm going to go with the over 36 and a half. I think, first of all, listen, I, I don't think that, listen, the Steelers' offense is far from prolific, but at least they resembled some, a team with a pulse since Mason Rudolph has been behind center. Pickens and Johnson and others have come alive. Najee Harris and others have come alive to some degree. I think they make some noise against Buffalo, and Buffalo's going to have to amp it up. I think as a result, they're going to air out the football. It's in Buffalo. I could see an over 36 and a half for this game. I'm going to go with the over. All right, Vegas Joe, All finally. Right, there we go. There we go. We got the mutton. Did you see his two chains today? He's feeling himself too. I know you're back in Vegas. You don't know he how looked, to act. He looks good today. You don't know how to act. It's Friday. He looks good today. I had, to give, what, I had to give him his props. You know what I will say? When he said he's 56, I was like, you know what? You do. You, you really do look good, Stephen A. You're doing good. The Monday night showdown between the <laughs> Eagles and Bucks. No, I'm serious. What's the best bet in this one, Joe? 
Uh, as an Eagle fan, I hate to do it, but I take Tampa plus the do points. It. I take Tampa on the money line here. I, I don't like the Eagles at all in this stretch. I mean, they've won one of their last six games. They've covered zero spreads in their last eight weeks. It's one thing when you're losing some close games. Maybe the other team's better. Maybe it's a late turnover. Maybe a, a referee's call goes against you. This Eagles team, they're not doing anything well. Quarterbacks hurt. Wide receivers hurt. Offense isn't scoring. Defense is getting shredded since they turned it over to Matt Patricia. They don't seem organized. That's the problem. They don't seem organized. The Rams might not be a great football team. They're organized and they're going to be feisty against Detroit. I don't trust the Eagles. I'm surprised they're laying three. I take Tampa Bay here. I completely agree with you. I don't trust the Philadelphia Eagles either, which is why, and I'm glad you pointed out the points that you made about not looking organized because that's exactly why I think the specter of Bill Belichick should be hovering over this franchise. You know you got Howie Roseman. You know you got an ownership group in place led by Jeffrey Lurie. You know that you have the personnel on the squad and you have somebody who can get you personnel. What you need is a coach that's going to make sure you're organized. I'm not advocating that he should be fired at all, but if you go one and five over the last six weeks and then you turn around, and get hold and get smoked rather in the playoffs, uh, you know, against Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield. I don't think that spells well for Sirian. All right, Joe. I know it's tough for you, but way to be objective. Be sure to check out Joe's radio show, Carlin versus Joe. That's today at 12. Joe, enjoy being back on the West Side. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day, whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today that's macy's.com slash gift finder thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day quick take let's get it no luca no problem for the mavs as kyrie irving put on a show last night against stephen a's knicks dropping 44 in a win stephen a what's the bigger deal mavs winning without luca or knicks losing 
Well, I think Knicks losing because, you know, you got Kendrick Perkins sitting on this set last hour talking about the Knicks are the second-best team in the Eastern Conference, and then you go up against the Dallas Mavericks team, and although Kyrie Irving put on a show, and there's no surprise there because we know what a showstopper he, he can be at any particular moment. In the end, if you're the New York Knicks, particularly a team sticking out your chest about how elevated your defensive prowess has become because of the OG and Anobi trade, then I think that when you go out there and you lose to the Dallas Mavericks without a Luka Doncic and you give up 44 points to Kyrie Irving in the process, all of a sudden it debunks a lot of the things that were being said. We know the New York Knicks are a good team. We know they're going to the postseason. Uh, we'll see what happens once they get there. Uh, but for me personally, the minute I knew that Luka Doncic wasn't going to play, I expected the New York Knicks to win this game. And that did not happen. Mm. All right, staying in the association, heading to L.A. where it didn't, hey, Brian Windhorst, Wendy, where it did not look good for LeBron and the Lakers last night against the Suns. Bradley Beal outscored the trio of LeBron AD and Reeves by himself, dropping 37, including eight from deep to their collective 36 and 127-109 win, dropping the Lakers back to under 500. LeBron, how you feel right now? We understand in order for us to win, we have to defend at a high level, so, you know, every team, you know, creates different challenges, different disadvantages or advantages or whatever the case may be. We prepare for it and we try to execute that. Um, you know, obviously this is being a fourth time Phoenix have seen the way we've defended them throughout the first four games. And even if you include the preseason game, um, you know, um, in Palm Springs. So I thought they were um, you know, very aware of what we wanted to do. Plus, you know, having their big three helped as well. LeBron looking slim. Uh, all right, Essay, tell me this. Um, are you concerned the Lakers will miss the playoffs? I'm getting to that point. Um, I'm not quite there yet, Molly, but I'm getting there. I was at the game last night, fellas. I was not impressed with what I saw. It's just a regular season game. I get it. Bradley Beal put on the show. Phoenix is something to think about when the three of them are on the court, especially if Bradley Beal <clears throat> is balling like that. You, you, you know how I feel about Devin Booker. I mean, this brother is just, he is something special. And so he, they, he and Bradley Beal were taking turns scorching the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James didn't seem, seemed a bit lethargic last night. The same with Anthony Davis. But you expect that to happen when you're in your 21st uh, season in the league and you just turned 39 years of age. And I'm looking at the rest of you guys and I'm like, where the hell are they? They're non-existent. And I, and I, and I said I was joking around with Kendrick uh, last week on NBA Countdown. Actually, this week on NBA Countdown, I'm talking about you take these cats out to L.A., you drive them around. You show them, make sure the, 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 the sun is shining, the weather's nice, and you drive them around. You be like, you want to be here? You want to be here? Because you're about to be up out of here. Y'all don't start playing and acting like you have a damn pulse. The Lakers do not look good. They're not impressive. They clearly are going to be looking to make a move. I'll leave you two to talk about that. But in the end, I will tell you that I'm growing very, very concerned. You see the personnel in the Western Conference, the multitude of teams in the Western Conference. What you're supposed to be able to do is carry LeBron and Anthony Davis to some degree during a regular season by simply doing your job and using them in moments. Instead, you got a spell for them because you know you're going to run you're going to run them out of gas because nobody else is producing for you. It's a bad situation in Los Angeles with the Lakers right now. Make no mistake about it. And without question, I don't give a damn about their victory over the Clippers over a week ago. The Clippers are the better team in Los Angeles. That is an easy, easy thing to say. Yeah, so that game last night, the Suns and the Lakers are right next to each other in the standings in the Western Conference. Right. But they're not anywhere alike because when you look at the Suns, their top players have played eight games together, seven, eight games together. And you looked at it last night, Bradley Beal 
Looked like he was getting his, his legs underneath him. 37 yes. points. They looked great in this game. They had great energy. I think they're going to take off here. The Lakers have had their star players all year. I know that they'll tell you that they've had role players who've been out, and that's true. They've had role players out, and they've still got some guys out. But LeBron and AD have been healthy the entire season. They, I think they've missed five games between them. This is the healthiest they've been. And not only that, they're playing well. It's not like AD is, like, not playing well. AD's playing great. Great. Okay? And so my thing is, we're 39 games into the season. <laughs> they, are, they are a 500 team. Bottom line, they're just not good enough. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. I'm, I'm not trying to Will make Wilbon says that all the time. They're okay. just not good enough. So now what are they going to do about it? Okay, in a few days here, January 15th arrives. That is when Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves can be traded. Um, their, their contracts bar that for right now. I think once we get to January 15th, and we was, you know, three weeks ago, a month ago, I was saying, wait till January 15th. Okay, well, it's here. I've seen it. I've seen 39 games now. They're not good enough, and I expect them to aggressively look to upgrade this team. The most valuable things that they have are Austin Reeves, not only because him as a player, but also his contract is very right. favorable. And they have one first-round pick they're allowed to trade. I believe in either 29 or 30, not both, one. And so I would expect the Lakers after January 15th to get aggressive. I don't think it's going to be Zach Levine. I don't think that – I think if they're looking for a player, they're looking for a player who can play at both ends of the court because one of the things that's happening, guys – they're asking so much from LeBron and AD defensively. They're having to play in both 35 minutes a night. They don't have the energy. They need, they need another big. They need another shooter. But go ahead. Well, where's Molly? Where's Molly? Ma, ma, ma. She's on the screen somewhere. What are we doing on this Friday morning? Are we, I don't know. we straddling the fence or we, yeah, we, we actually at first Herc, take? Could you we, do me a favor? Are we going to answer could, the question? Could you, yeah, could you reinforce the rules of what happens yeah, on but, the show? Uh, because yeah. the question Please. is. Please. Concerned the Lakers will miss the playoffs. Mm. Stephen A. straddled the fence. I said oh, yes. I, no, you said I'm leaning mm, towards that leaning. way. That's that's straddling the Lean fence. Lean with it, rock and, with and, it. And yeah. Wendy still haven't answered the question yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, Wendy, what's and, going on? Yes, they. Not only am I concerned, they have to be concerned. They're four and a half games out of sixth place. There yes, we, there we go. The now, yes. now my answer is hell no. Okay. Because Thank of LeBron you. James. And we're not going to just sit up here and try to minimize what they did to the Los Angeles Clippers and how LeBron James and Anthony Davis has an on and off switch that at any given time, when they know they're in must-win situations or they need to get a win for themselves, they know how to turn it up. We saw what they did in the end-season tournament. I don't even want to go back to that. Mm -hmm. But we also saw when AD and Braun turned up in Oklahoma City, which is a tough place to win that against a young, tough Oklahoma City team led by SGA. Now, if you asking me are they going to going back to the conference finals with this team? Hell no. If you're asking me if they're going to win a championship with this team? Hell no. But missing the playoffs in the Western Conference? I don't believe well, so. Well, right now they're because in play-in zone. I, they're, in, I, they're in play-in they, zone right they, now. They, yeah, okay. Well, last year they wasn't even in the play-in zone before this part, at this part of the season, mm -hmm. and they got into the postseason. But they made moves they, before the trading and, deadline, and, and they immediately were better. They were the second-best team in basketball. And guess, and, and guess what? Right now, Anthony Davis is looking like a top five player in I the agree. league. And there's still on both ends. That's okay. LeBron James has shown us, not in the past, like the past 20 years, this year that he could turn it up another level when need be. Let me tell you what's going on in the Laker locker room right now. Okay. Everyone knows and their head is on the swivel. 
because they know something is probably about to happen. <laughs> and it's hard to walk in the building and, and play at your highest or play at your, your, your best, at your top potential, knowing that you may be gone the next day. So that's why you're seeing the role players play the way they're playing right now because they don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't know. But the Lakers missing the playoffs, mm-hmm. they'll be in the playoffs. Okay. Well, the Lakers can't shoot threes. They need an additional big to help Anthony Davis, okay? That's number two. Number three, in the month of January, LeBron James is averaging 20 points, shooting 60, 61% from the free throw line and like 26% from threes. I don't think that'll last. My point is is that when you go out on the basketball court, there's only but so much you can do when the other fellas don't show up. And you're telling me, oh, they didn't show up because they're not showing up because they're fearful. Their head is on a swivel. Well, guess what? Was it that way in, 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 in October? Was it that way? in November? I mean, damn, at some point in time, you got to show up and act like you got Anthony Davis and LeBron James. You got to do something. Say, you know why? The rest of the you, fellas got to do something. You know, look, six, shooting 60% from the free throw line, that's, un, that's no, no excuse. The reason that his points have dropped in January is because Darvin Ham has switched his position. He is the point guard now. That's what we're saying. Okay. You gotta, and that's why I keep harping. Whether it's Zach Levine or whoever, you gotta get another playmaker and uh, another quick guard well, around be, the perimeter. It better be somebody, Wendy, that can shoot. It can't be somebody that oh, you can score, but they can't shoot. They need a shooter. They need a shooter to make a deep run in the postseason. Okay. They need a third player in order to get you know deep into the you know what I'm saying get, get to, to the, the postseason. There you go, Molly. Lakers 10th in the West right now. They play the Jazz tomorrow. We'll leave it there. Big Perk, thank you. I needed my reinforcement. Bodyguards yeah, in the building, Yeah, he's getting soft on me today. Yeah, I don't know what's up with him. Like Cottonell tissue. Is that his line? Lift every voice and sing. Martin Luther King is the pinnacle, uh, the prophet. Uh, everything that he was saying, you know, you can still say in today's time, but to be able to have that vision and that insight at an early age, Dr. Martin Luther King is a, just a you know, exemplary example of, hum, of a human being. It's not enough words to really that you can say about. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let's transition to the NFL now, shall we? How about them Cowboys? America's team hasn't been able to shine in the postseason since the early 90s, failing to make the conference championship in nearly 30 years. That's before social media was invented. Michael Jordan was still playing basketball for some perspective. I was still in elementary school a long time ago. But if you ask their star players, Dak Prescott and Micah Parsons, this year feels different in Big D. I don't know if I've had this 
this much confidence or a greater greater feel than I have with this offense, with this team, um, with our approach and, and how we're going to go and take care of things. You're going to be phenomenal or forgotten? Uh, hopefully it's phenomenal. Well, I'm not even hopefully. I'm going to be phenomenal. I'm not even going to let y'all think that. I'm going to be phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> Stephen A., what do you have to say for yourself? What do you mean, what do I have to say for myself? I don't After understand that, that question. After you heard that, I'm just wondering if 2 Chains has a little can, can, reaction can, can, out can, can, there from those can, LA streets can, can we stop? around at night. Can, can we stop? I mean, what are they going to do? Or, you know, we're we, we, we going we to go out there. We're going to stink up the joint. What, what do you expect them to say? This is it's what they true, do. Steve, you know, so this is what they do. We understand. We get it. All I will remind America is that their record is 5 and 12 since 1995 in the postseason. And by the way, RC and CC, I don't know this little stat here, this little number here I want to throw out to y'all. Do you know that this Sunday will mark? The 28-year anniversary of the Cowboys' last NFC Championship game. <laughs> it's the last. It's the last to mark the anniversary. Yes, yes, yes. So, so I'm not. Now, I'm not saying this gonna happen. But on the 28 to the day, on the 28-year anniversary, could you imagine if the Dallas Cowboys went and lost to the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> mm, 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 I mean, mm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You talking okay. about something that'll make me laugh? That'll be it. Now, now, now in all seriousness, I got to tell you something. I expect phenomenal from Micah Parsons because yep. I believe in that brother. Yep. I expect phenomenal from Dak Prescott because he's going against that damn Green Bay Packers defense. I mean, this is a Why this is a Dak. Why give Dak the compliment and say I, I, Dak I, I, I was going there. I was going there. Why we being sensitive? Why we being sensitive? I was going there. I was going there, RC. <laughs> what I'm saying is I concede. Dak Prescott, to me, right now, is the best quarterback in the NFC. Okay. Right now. He's the best quarterback in the NFC. CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott are the best combo in the NFC. Y'all can tell me whether or not you think CeeDee Lamb or Tyreek Hill should be the Offensive Player of the Year award winner. To me, it's between those two. But the brothers big time. When you combine that with how defense, you know, the Green Bay's defense looked, particularly its secondary, why should I not expect phenomenal against yeah. them. And if you Michael Parsons and the Cowboys going up against a quarterback who can ball, but in the same breath, this is his first playoff appearance. Why can I not expect phenomenal from that defense led by Dan Quinn and Michael Parsons? I say, yeah, okay. No, I'm with you. I think they'll play well. Uh, I think they'll certainly move the ball. Scoring in the red zone, a little bit of concern. The Green Bay Packers defense, yeah. although they give up a lot of yards, top 10 in scoring defense, top 10 in the red zone. So there's that. But I would say this, I think that the Dallas Cowboys in this situation, the, I don't necessarily see them as the biggest threat to the San Francisco 49ers. Wow, who do you, who I, do I, just, you see? I, I just don't see it. I, I think it's the Detroit Lions. Wow. I've seen that movie between Dallas and San Francisco mm. enough over the past three years to realize that that's a bad matchup. Styles make fights, and when you look at the Lions versus the Cowboys, who do I have confidence in that can go on the road in the Bay Area and get the win? I'm going to go with the Lions because when you start talking about being able to win on the road in the playoffs, you got to pack certain things. That would be the ability to stop the run, the ability to run the football, the ability to have a quarterback that can manage the game overall. And Jared Goff has shown that. He's got more road playoff wins than Dak Prescott. The Detroit Lions offense has shown better on the road than the Dallas Cowboys. Detroit on the road offensively, six in scoring, tops in total yards, and second in time of possession. 
So they can play the keep-away game away from the San Francisco 49ers. Their defense Man. can take away one of their strengths, which is neutralizing Christian McCaffrey in that running game. So I like what the Detroit Lions are bringing to the party. They got a lot of young players, so the inexperience could be a concern. Sam Laporta being banged up could be a concern. Yeah. But to me, it's, it's the Lions concern. as the biggest threat to the San Francisco 49ers, not the Cowboys. So here is, here is the reason I disagree, because one of these teams – can hold off the San Francisco 49ers into the AFC Championship. The Detroit Lions would have to see the San Francisco 49ers before the Dallas Cowboys. And why? Right? Why? Because the two-point conversion. He wasn't Oh, eligible. my gosh. He wasn't eligible. Oh, my gosh. To me, that changed the entire landscape exactly. of the NFC playoffs. Because now, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, who probably if you play the San Francisco 49ers, and I'm with Chris, it's a terrible matchup. It's probably the worst matchups matchup of good football teams in the entire NFL, what San Francisco does as opposed to what the Dallas Cowboys do. But if you can beat them one time out of ten, what facing them in the AFC Championship does is gives you that opportunity to make that one time the right time. And if we believe that Dak Prescott has ascended to the level that we believe he has, he has to show it on that day. On that day, he has to find a way to be flawless against the team that was the last team to make him look like the Dak Prescott of old. The transcendent or the transcension of Dak Prescott started after this game. After Dak Prescott acknowledged that they didn't play to the level that they needed to. The next week was the Los Angeles Chargers. That was a week that Dak Prescott started to use his legs, started to get out of the pocket. They remembered that, oh, we drafted CeeDee Lamb in the first round to be a number one wide receiver. And so I think now the role that they have, not having to face the San Francisco 49ers off of a bye, getting an opportunity to get them in the NFC championships, championship when everybody's level of play should be raised. Right. When everybody's sense of urgency should be raised, I believe that gives the Dallas Cowboys a better opportunity than the Detroit Lions. Uh, I, well, I, 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 I would say this real quick, real quick, CC, and I'll give you the last word. You know, I would feel much differently and I would roll with you, CC, if the Lions hadn't gotten robbed with that daggone two point conversion. OK, but because they did. And Dallas got the victory and, as a result, end up getting the division crown. And, as a result, a road to the Super Bowl outside yep. of San Francisco would have to have come – would have to come through Dallas. That's where you lose me. If Detroit, for example, were to face Dallas in Detroit – I would pick the Lions. I don't think they will go back to Dallas and win the second go-round. Well, there was nothing that I saw in the first matchup that they had a couple of weeks ago that would make me think Detroit couldn't win that game in Dallas. Think about how dominant Dallas has been at home, plus 172-point differential, and that game against Detroit was anything but. And had it not been for the decision by Dan Campbell to go forward at the goal line, not once, not twice, but three times in a two-point conversion, if they end up winning that football game by getting the two-point conversion or they win in overtime – then we're talking about Mike McCarthy making the mistake of calling a pass play that went incomplete and giving the Detroit Lions an extra minute o'clock when they had no timeouts to drive the length of the field to set up a situation where they could go for two to win the game. So, again, when it comes to the Detroit Lions matching up against the Cowboys or matching up against the San Francisco 49ers, their overall physicality is something that actually ends up being the equalizer, and it is unmatched beyond San Francisco in the rest of the NFC playoff field. What chance do you give the Packers to upset them? Real quick, we got to go. Uh, what percentage? I, I'm going to put – I give them 10% chance. 
I don't, I don't necessarily know about the percentage. If this game is close down toward the end, I think what Chris says begins to play in the minds of everybody. We throw the ball on second down when we should, we should be running the clock. We have a defense that's supposed to be able to play from, from ahead that gives up a touchdown yeah. late. And those mm-hmm. things start to peak out if that game is close. That's why I'm at 20%. I okay. think they got a chance to have it close in the end. I'll give Green Bay a 20% chance. I know you'll be watching it closely with that 20%, <laughs> with your 2020 vision. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. All right. Uh, wild card weekend. We're going to pick some games here. Rams, Lions, Stephen A., who you got? Matthew Stafford Bowl. Um, Dan Orlovsky going- Bowl. I'm going with the Lions. Um, You know, listen, Matthew Stafford's been playing well. The Rams have been playing well. But I'm not sleeping on the Lions. I really am not. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. Their defense is improved. I'm going to roll with the Lions at home. Yeah, I'm I'm going with the Lions, too. Listen, they didn't rest their starters in Week 18. And the Lions are an explosive outfit on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, they have the second most explosive plays to the San Francisco 49ers, fourth in explosive play differential. I'm going with Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams. Kyron Williams and his run game leads to great play action. Raheem Morris will keep the football in front of him and pressure Jared Goff. I'm going to see my sister. Happy birthday, Alicia. I love you. Happy birthday. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.